Good morning, good morning, Rabotai. Breakfast today is dedicating loving memory of Naftali Gad Alava Shalom Lilu Nishma Naftali Ben Lea Evin Nisan Gad Alem Alema Shalom. Beloved husband of Shifra Gad, father of Michael and Joseph Gad, Lili Shai and Peggy Dan. Ruach al Nayt Nichenu Began Eden. The Pasuk says, Vayomer Moshe, and Moshe says, Asurana Ve'ere. Let me turn and see this wondrous sight. He sees a bush, it's burning. There's a fire burning in this bush. And although the fire is burning in the bush, the bush is not being consumed. So Moshe says, Let me turn and see this wondrous sight. And God saw that he had turned to see. So God called to him, from uh, from inside this uh, from the burning bush, and then the pasuk says, after God called to him, mm-hmm. and Moshe hid his face because he was afraid. He was afraid to to look directly at God. So this is the sequence of events. First of all, what a boss move of Moshe Rabbeinu to be narrating his own life. He's alone in the desert. He's asura na By the I thought I thought of adopting that myself occasionally. Just narrating your life. I'm going to go into the coffee store. What a wonderful thing to do. Kind of to announce, to uh, to do. I think there's an element there of saying something out loud. It indicates that there's forethought and intent in what you do. You don't just do something because of heke. You do something because you're thinking to do it. So therefore, the announcing of it beforehand indicates that each and every move of a Sadiq is thought out as opposed to done just uh, without any thought. Now listen to this. Amar Rabbi Yochanan. Rabbi Yochanan says, Gimel pisiot pasa. What does it mean that Moshe said, I'm going to turn and look? How much turning was there? Did he have the sound of the truck? Beep, beep, beep. What does that mean? Amar Rabbi Yochanan. Gimel pisiot pasa. He took three steps. You like Shmonaiser, okay? End of the Amida, three steps. He took three steps towards. Resh Lakish Omer, Resh Lakish argues with Yochanan. Amar lo pasa, he didn't even take one step. Ela Savaro ikem. Twisted, turned his neck. That's it. He twisted his neck to look at this sight. Amar HaKadosh Baruch Hu, God says, Nitzta'arta lir'ot. You took the pains to try and see. Chayecha, I swear, she'agale alecha, that I will reveal myself upon you. Miyad, immediately, vayikra mitoch God called out to him from the Senev. Rev. Aaron Cutler points out something magnificent. He says, if a person wants to see God's hand in their life, sometimes uh, HaKadosh Baruch Hu is there. He is ready and waiting. He doesn't need anything more than a person to illustrate or to indicate or to be willing to exert the tiniest bit. What's three steps? What's twisting your neck? Yesterday, we talked a little bit about Miriam. Now Miriam goes to the riverbank and she waits for her brother for Moshe. Because of that, the whole of the Jewish people wait for her for seven days. Millions of people. I did not quote Tosafot yesterday. Tosafot says, how long did Miriam wait? There's a difference of opinion. Either shlish sha'a or reva sha'a. 
either a third of an hour or a quarter of an hour. So either 15 minutes she waited or 20 minutes. Because of the 15 or 20 minutes, could you imagine someone says, you know, wait here, see your brother, we don't know if he's gonna live or die. Could you wait, Haki, you know, you just hit, you know, 15, 20 minutes, is that all right? A guy's gonna do that, right? That's nothing. <coughs> but the fact that a person was mitzta'er themselves, even for something, for the tiniest thing. The Gemara says that there were two people, <clears throat> that there were people who were uh, uh, trying to do a mitzvah. And the fact that one person did it with a little bit extra effort, indicated that they would be zocher to have much greater shemirah and protection. There's a story of Marukva and his wife, that they're giving tzedakah, and that each time they try to hide the tzedakah from the recipient. Why? In order that the recipient should not be embarrassed. So they would put money underneath the door. One day, the Ani is waiting for them. He wants to find out who's giving him the money each time. So Marukva and his wife, they see the door opening, they go tearing down the block. The Ani, determined as they are, starts running after them. They turn down one corner, down the next, the guy's still on their tail. All of a sudden, as they turn a corner, Marukva notices there's a big oven, the oven of a baker. It's already, uh, it's nighttime, so it's not boiling hot, but they used to leave it each night with the coals in it in order that the morning it would be easy to start up again. So he says, quick, let's jump into this, the baker furnace. Uh, it's not going to be hot, it will be warm, but it won't be hot. We can go in there and we won't embarrass, the guy won't be embarrassed to know that it's the rabbi who's been helping him. They jump in there and the Gemara says that Marukva's feet were burning. And his wife says, why don't you stand on top of my feet? He says, why is it that your feet are not burning and mine are? She said, because when you give tzedakah, you just give them a dollar. You give them money. The Ani has to go and go and find, what's it called? He's got to go find the product to buy for himself. But when I give the Ani money, I give the Ani something I made, something I baked. Okay? And therefore, <coughs> it's uh, the, the Hana'ah, it's easy for the, for the Ani to get the Hana'ah right away. He gets it re- immediately. Now, the question I always ask to myself is, I don't understand. What do you want from Marukva? Marukva Hada is sitting in the Beit Midrash. He doesn't make cookies. So what does he do? He has a dollar in his pocket, gives a dollar. What do you want from him? You know, his wife gave what she had. He gave what he had. Why is her zechut more? And I think the answer is because there's a difference between the, the food that she made required that extra effort, the little extra work. That work that a person put in, it, it magnifies the mitzvah. And in this case, the protection that they received from the sarot that were coming their way, it was greater because of the extra effort that they put in. So Moshe Rabbeinu, just from turning his neck, asurana, that was enough for God say, to say, I'm going to reveal myself to you. Um, there's an amazing idea from Rav Yosef Levendek. He says as follows. He says, you know, sometimes we find this idea, What does that mean? And God descended in a cloud, Right? And he spoke to him there. Sometimes we experience this idea that God comes down to our world in order to engage with us. But over here he points out that if you look, it doesn't say that God descended into the snare, into the, uh, into the burning bush. All it says is, What a wonderful lesson is hidden in this burning bush. The idea is that Borei Olam doesn't need to descend into a situation. He's already in the situation. What does it take? It takes someone willing to try to make the effort to find Borei Olam. 
So all of a sudden a person is suffering in their life. They're praying to Hashem to please help them. They don't realize Hashem's already there in the situation, in the Shalom Bayit fight, in the terrible situation. In their he's there already, he's waiting. What does he need? He just needs you to look for him. You know what's an amazing thing? You have children, they play hide and go seek. Right? I remember once I saw a bunch, I was at someone's house, I see this kid's crying. I said, what's the matter? He said, I'm playing hide and go seek. I said, the game doesn't look like fun if you're crying. He says, everybody stopped looking for me. I thought to myself, Shema Yisrael, I remembered one of the great Hasidic masters. He taught, he says, he says he saw the kids similar, and the kids started crying. And what, is, what did the rabbi start crying to? Why is the rabbi crying? Brought, I remember this story from uh, the, in that moment. The rabbi said, isn't God like that too? Haven't, hasn't the world stopped looking for God? You know, HaKadosh Baruch has to hide himself in Galut because we're not worthy of seeing him all the time. But what a tragedy it is when a, a father sees that his children have stopped looking for him. All it takes sometimes is to look a little bit harder. And then all of a sudden God reveals himself. So sometimes people say, you know, Rabbi, my mazal has run out. I don't know what's going on. It would, there was time I was rolling every account, every this, every that. Now I can't make the sale. I can't do the right thing with my kids. I can't. You know what I say to them? I don't say have emunah because that's a very hard thing to, have, to say to someone who's in a, a pickle. You know, you know what I say instead? I tell them, don't look, for, don't look for the answer to this problem. Look for Hashem in general in your life. Try and find a few pinpoints of light where God is. The minute you start looking for Him, all of a sudden, HaKadosh Baruch Hu reveals Himself more. So you want God to, to manifest in your problem? Find Him in your blessings, and He will manifest in your problems. Isn't that beautiful? What a wonderful idea we're learning from this idea from Rabbi Yosef Nendek. And I'd like to just end with one last, <clears throat> with one last idea. The Pasuk says that when God revealed himself, Moshe hid his face because he was afraid of looking at God. Now, I, I, always, I always struggled with that. You know, a person is struggling, striving, trying to see Hashem, trying. Finally, Hashem appears, and what does Moshe do? He hides his face. How could that be? So I heard the most beautiful thing. The Gemara uh, Berachot, actually, Anyone who started Daf Yomi would have seen this this past week. It's page 7, okay? One week after the Ziyum HaShas, you would have seen this. So Moshe Rabbeinu says, Kishamar, Moshe Rabbeinu said later on in the Torah by Har Sinai, Moshe Rabbeinu says, Tell me, I want to know, I want to understand your ways. I want to understand. HaKadosh Baruch, Ma'alo HaKadosh Baruch God says, Kishiratziti, when I wanted, when I wanted to tell you, I wanted to show myself to you, Basne in the burning bush. Loratzita, you covered your face, you didn't want to see. Shneemar, like it says, Vayaster Moshe et Panav, Kiare Mavid Eloki, Moshe, it is face, he was afraid to look at God. Akshav Sheratzita, now that you want to see me, you want to understand me, Loratziti, I don't want to show you. So the uh, the Sefer Zechi Yosefi asks, I don't understand, well, God is playing games? Some sort of passive aggressive, like last time you said no, this time I'm gonna say no, I'm gonna show you. No, of course not. He says something magnificent. He says, Why did God, right? God says, Kishiratsiti, when I wanna know when I wanted to reveal myself, Kishelo when you were showing me the humility, 
when you were showing me that I don't, I can't look at Akadosh Baruch Hu, I can't understand Him. Understanding Hashem, seeing God is beyond my pay grade. God said that caused me to want to reveal myself to you, right? The opposite though, but now that you're coming to me and asking, show me your face, so to speak. Hashem says now already, that, that, uh, that's not illustrating the same level of humility. And that doesn't also bring out, Rabotai, isn't that the same in our life as well? When people come to you and they're coming like this, you know, please, is there any way I would be so grateful if... Your person is hiding as they're humbling themselves. It brings out in us a ratzon desire to be able to give to them. When a person comes and it maybe is more demanding, I, pre- I love this like you have to help me. I have to what? I don't have to do nothing. Where does that appear in my contract? I don't have to do anything. We don't even have a contract, you and me. I just met you. I don't even know your name. Right? You have to help me. I don't have to do nothing. Rabbi, could you please help? Daddy, could you please help? You go to your brother-in-law, your sister-in-law, your brother, your cousin, your sister, someone, you need something from them, you do it with a, a, a humble way, you're guaranteed to get it. That's why, before we start the Amidah, fascinating, we say, please open up my lips, Baruch Atamunai. The first thing that comes out of that comes from us when we start the Amidah is bowing before God to illustrate the humility before we ask for a single thing, before we even before we even open up our mouths. I think that there's something very powerful about these ideas. Number one, the humility to understand that when God is not seeming, seems to, uh, to not be showing himself, maybe that's not about God hiding as much as me not looking hard enough, as much as me not being willing to bend my neck even to take three steps towards HaKadosh Baruch Hu, to try and maybe do a little bit more than I'm doing already. If a person makes that effort to come towards God, suddenly, God reveals Himself. He's already there the whole time. He was waiting for you. The only thing is that you, what's it called? You needed to kind of, uh, you know, do the thing. I remember a while ago, I had a very, very moving uh, exchange. I had a student who was unfortunately very, very unwell. And I think it was three o'clock in the morning, I get a phone call, the phone rings. You know, you have a phone call at three o'clock in the morning, you answer the phone, right? Uli, what's going on? All of a sudden, this uh, very, very young girl, she's like maybe 10, uh, 11 or 12 at the time. I was close with the family, da 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 you know, and, um, and I was a bit like an older brother, okay? So I was newly married. This girl says to me, Rabbi, you don't know, I'm sitting here in the bathroom by myself. Nobody loves me, nobody cares about me. There's no reason for me to live. I have, uh, what's it called? I have a, a, a razor blade in my hand. Shema Yisrael. You know, why don't you give me a reason? Like all this kind of, I mean, Shema. I'm on the phone with her for an hour. I'm crying on the phone, telling her that everything's okay. Don't worry, everything's fine. You know, it's going to be all right, that she'll find, that the, that people will understand. There's everything you could imagine. Anything just to keep her on the phone, so not to, uh, what's it called, you know? Not to end it. Shema Israel. Anyway, finally she finishes, and uh, I said, you know, so what do you say? She says, I don't know what else to say. So I said, okay. I felt like if I hang up the phone, I don't know what's going to, I don't know if I've convinced her or whatever. I wasn't as scared even to hang up the phone to call the, the police or the parents. Because the minute you hung up, so I said instead, I said, listen, I'm over here on the phone. And in, uh, you know, in Israel, it's three o'clock in the morning right now, four o'clock in the morning. 
I said, I'm here on the phone. You know, if you want to say anything, if you have anything you want to, you know, if not, I'm here. You know how you'll know? You'll hear me breathing. You know, that's how you know. If you want to say something, I'll be here with you until, until someone comes, until someone finds you. That was the, I'm sitting there just until finally, all this I hear, a small voice. And she says, after I don't know how long, she says, thank you so much. I think I'm going to be okay. And then khalas. Today, this girl, she's married. She has three kids. Unbelievable. And I think to myself sometimes of that phone call being the relationship between us and Bore Olam. You know, a lot of times we, 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 there's a lot of chatter on the line. And I mean, a lot of chatter. I need you for this. I need you for that. But sometimes a person, they don't even, they've lost even, you know, the will to be able to talk about it. They can't even, there's nothing else for them to say. <coughs> but Bore Olam says, I'm here, I'm waiting. I'm, I'm here. All it takes is for you to reach out to say something. And then we can start the conversation again. That's Vayikra Amunai Elam It doesn't say Vayered Amunai Vayikra Amunai. Hashem was there already from before. All that was required was Moshe Rabbeinu to turn his head or to come a little bit towards HaKadosh Baruch Hu. May God bless us always to feel His presence in our lives and Hashem should bless us Amen. with Amen. the blessing of His presence in our lives. Baruch Amen. 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 Amen.